Hi, I'm Amanda, and it is what it is. everyone and welcome back to it is what it is i apologize for the unannounced two-week break i had this whole episode idea and then uh came overcome with some imposter syndrome (laughs) and uh i know i made a commitment to be more consistent with episodes and that's still what i intend to do so i appreciate your patience as i work through some fears and lean into vulnerability and authenticity And speaking of leaning into vulnerability and authenticity, I have another great guest this week. Um, I am joined by Tammy Lip. She is a sacred philosopher and energy coach. She's played a huge role in my own healing journey. Um, I went through her 12-week personal energy mastery program earlier this year, and it was such a wonderful experience. Um, Cannot recommend it enough. And I came out of that program not only with tools added to my toolkit, um, learned a whole lot about myself, but I also have a friend and a mentor that I love very much. So with that, welcome, Tammy. Oh, Amanda. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on the show. And that was such a kick-ass intro and welcome that I am almost a little bit speechless (laughs) (laughs) because I just love you so much. And I have so enjoyed working with you and getting to know you and yes, getting to be your friend. And uh, that's kind of what I love about this work is that we work naturally. We vibrate with people that are like us. So I just adore you. And I've watched you blossom and do really hard things, do them with grace and be vulnerable and take ownership and it's just been so beautiful. So thank you so much for that beautiful intro. And thank you for having me on your show. I'm so, so, so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Um, All right. So before we get into the episode, um, I'm going to pull from Fresh Piece today. Um, So let's see what it's got for us. All right. This one's a little long, but we're going to read it anyway. Um, Every day you sweep the courtyard of your life, clearing away the leaves that have fallen since your last sweeping. Some days you rise and feel all of the sweeping is useless. The leaves I clear away are only replaced by new ones. What's the point? The point is not the leaves that come and go or the cleanliness of our courtyard. The point is how we go about sweeping, waking, getting dressed, eating, driving, working, interacting, cleaning, fixing, traveling, returning. All our circles we travel daily or over time. We can make adjustments to our circles and some begin others through though we will always be living in circles. Human fulfillment may, may be found in the spirit we choose for our circular existence. Today, every task and moment is a courtyard for your sweeping. May you sing or whistle while you sweep. May you smile and fall into the moment with a lightness that lets go of the other moments and tasks. Sweep because you are alive and able to sweep. Sweep patiently as though you are living as though you are giving a loved one a greatly needed massage. Sweep 
with a deep savoring as though no leaves will ever fall again. And when you're done, anticipate the next sweeping with joy at, with the joy of a laborer who has just retrieved its owner's stick for the hundredth time and cannot wait for 101. That's nice. Wow. That's really appropriate after Thanksgiving too, I think, because mm. it really speaks to a lot of like gratitude and choices and perspective. So good, good choice. Yeah. And I think um, that this time of year, um, just kind of collectively, we're all going through the ending of some of these circles, I think. Um, and that, that in between the old thing and the new thing is probably one of the most uncomfortable spaces to be. Um, but you just, you just got to get through it. Right. Um, yeah. And it, it, it is really about perspective too, because mm -hmm. it's the gap, right? Mm -hmm. And the gap can be scary because it's unknown, but we can approach it with curiosity because mm -hmm. it's unknown, right? And instead of saying, oh crap, what's next? It could be, oh crap, what's next? You know, <laughs> so it could be totally, um, it just depends on the lens of what we're, mm -hmm. what we're looking uh, for. Yeah, I like that. I like that reframe. Um, so I've mentioned a few times um, that I want this podcast to kind of shift to an emphasis in storytelling. Um, I believe that there's something so powerful about hearing someone's story in their own voice, in their own words. And um, I also want this kind of platform of mine to offer freedom for myself and for the people that I um, have on, guests I have on, to define what storytelling or telling their story means to them. Um, so with that, I would love for you to tell us your story and how you came to be this radiant, wonderful human being. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I, as a, as a storyteller and a story consumer, I love that you're, you're focusing on people's stories because truly everyone's story can be applied. You know, we can, we can pull something from everyone's story for ourselves and map our own healing through other people's experiences. So the more people tell their stories, the more healing is available for the collective, right? Because mm. people will always resonate with something that you've been through or I've been through or Brene Brown or, you know, whoever it is. Um, and that's how we all begin our healing process, right? Kind of walking through those stories with storytellers. So this is really powerful work. And I just mm. want to commend you for doing it and for showing up and for being vulnerable and, and birthing it. And yay. Um, <laughs> I, I just feel so proud of that. Um, but yeah, so, so my story, um, you know, it's, it's so funny because when you, when you live your own story, you don't think, oh, this is my story. Right. But we have these pivotal moments where they're like markers in our path. And we really remember them because that's where we, we were at a crossroads and we changed or we made a decision and we can say, wow, that decision really pulled me in one way or another way that was a trajectory that changed my life. Um, so when I started thinking a little bit about telling my story with you and thinking about where I wanted to start, <clears throat> um, I figured let's kind of start at the beginning because I've been recently coming out with my intuitive gifts and my quote unquote psychic side. And that's kind of new for me. And it's kind of new for people around me. Um, but how I, got those beautiful gifts is really kind of an interesting somewhat sticky story and I think it needs to be told I think it's ready I think I'm ready to tell the story and I think people are really um 
going to resonate with this because this is unfortunately um, just something that society deals with. And it's a reframe of epic proportions because when you go from victim or even survivor, which is better than victim, right? But it still has that connotation of like, I went through something really bad. You can reframe this to such an empowering, like, hey, this is the gift for me, right? <clears throat> so when I was um, a child, a baby, my parents let me spend some time with an older cousin. And um, this cousin sexually molested me from the time I was in diapers. Mm-hmm up until I was, you know, just before puberty, when I started to realize like what was happening and it was a consistent basis. Um, This person didn't live in the same state as me. So luckily it wasn't year round, but it was consistent year after year, um, holiday after holiday or whenever they would come and visit. And, you know, I never connected the two things, you know, being extremely sensitive and having this stimulation at an inappropriate age and time in my life until I was exposed to Shaman Durek's book, uh, Spirit Hacking. And I have never forget, I was walking and he, he talks about his own sexual, early childhood sexual abuse and the gift of him becoming um, very sensitive and having different um, abilities with his body and emotions and um, connections because of the inappropriate stimulation at a young age literally stopped me in my tracks. I had never heard that particular view on childhood, you know, sexual abuse and having had these gifts a really long time and been holding them and hiding them for so long and now being ready to bring them out and then putting the connections together to something that I did overcome, you know, over a long period of time was like, wow, profound. And then I started thinking about all of the other kids and women and men that have overcome um, sexual abuse and maybe repetitive um, abuse as a child at an inappropriate age, you know, prior to maturation and their bodies developing differently and maybe them having super sensitive nervous system also, and maybe them having issues that it would be helpful for them to hear somebody else's story and have someone to talk to. And I thought, wow, could I be brave enough to tell this part of my story, you know? And I have never spoken really about this publicly. This is the first time that I've ever done that. Um, But I feel safe with you, obviously, because of our good relationship. And I feel like it's time um, that I that I come out. You know, my family obviously knows um, and my friends, my friends know. But, um, you know, yeah, this this I think contributed to me growing up with a lot of really confusing feelings and confusing experiences. And so I was always seeking, let's just say from a young age to A, quell my overactive nervous system and B, understand what was going on in my head and try to prove myself not crazy. So that there was always a level of that going on underlying, but I was extremely high functioning, very, very responsible, very diligent, always had a great job, always had my head, you know, my, my head on my shoulders and did a, did a good job at hiding what was going on underneath the surface. Um, until I had uh, my child, my first child in 2015. And I remember 
after the, um, I was in labor for like 26 hours or so, and then we had to do a C-section. And so I had never even had stitches before. <laughs> and so it was very traumatic. And I remember like after he was born and he was, thank God, healthy and beautiful. And all I could feel was like cracked open. And I just mm -hmm. felt like my little, my literal guts were spilling out and I wasn't okay. And I couldn't hold it together anymore. And all of the things that had been bubbling up, you know, over my entire life, um, just started to spill out and go awry. And so that was 2015. And then 2016, the whole year I had terrible postpartum depression, um, postpartum anxiety, crippling. Um, and my uh, doctor didn't know what to do, put me on medication at the time. Um, and that worked good in the beginning to help balance me out. This was about a year later. But then my grandmother died and it just pushed me over the edge. My grandmother was like my mom. And um, it was really difficult for me. And six months after that, I decided I wanted to have another baby, started coming off of the antidepressants, and that's when all hell broke loose. <laughs> and I had, you know, what they term dark night of the soul or whatever you want to call it, where I had like a complete break with reality and I ended up in the hospital and um, the doctors didn't know what, you know, they were like, oh, you must be bipolar, take a bunch of medication. Um, but I had like this experience coming off the medication that was glimpses. I didn't know it at the time, but of the future of like me being a healer and a teacher and all these things that I didn't ever see about myself. And when the episode was over and I got balanced in the hospital, all those memories of what had happened went away. Like during that episode, I didn't remember them until Recently, during COVID, when I had time to do some more investing in myself, obviously, my husband and I have an airbrush business and we work in events, parties and events. So in the beginning of COVID, um, our entire business went from, <laughs> you know, 60 to zero um, in a minute. And um, I took a chance and I had this mentor coach, Tracy Litt. Um, she was running her Mind Magic program for the last time live. And I was like... I'm doing this, you know, I'm going to have a lot of time. I'm going to do this. And through that program, um, all of the work I have been doing over the last, you know, since 2016 really came together, solidified. Um, I had huge healing, huge awareness, realized I was a healer, realized I was a teacher, realized I wanted a coach, realized that I wanted to use my intuitive gifts to help people and that I was not available to get to the end of this life and not play full out anymore. And, um, and so that's kind of like a cliff note story of how my, I believe my gifts kind of started when I was younger. I have um, a really brilliant imagination and um, on top of the inappropriate stimulation, my nervous system and my mind just created a situation where I have experiences that sometimes are unexplainable, you know, and some other people maybe can relate to that, but not until recently was it something that everyone, anyone could talk to, you know, about in, in any kind of a public setting. Um, so when you're hiding those things about yourself and you're constantly trying to be something that you're not, your body does not feel good. You know, and in my case, my body held on to weight, you know, when I would eat to hide my feelings, to hide my emotions, to create safety in my body. And so that became like a lifelong struggle for me, you know, my weight 
which was tied to the sexual abuse, which was tied to the overstimulated nervous system, tied to control issues. I mean, there's so many things, but that for me became a lifelong struggle. Um, so part of doing this work that's been so amazing is my body, my mind, um, all of these things coming into alignment, feeling like, um, I don't like to always use the word balance because balance is, um, is <laughs> not something we maintain forever, but it definitely is an alignment, you know, mm -hmm. and when I think about all the things that took place, I look at them as gifts, you know, they weren't always comfortable and they didn't always feel good at the time, but I choose to look at these things, not as disempowering things that happened to me, but as gifts that led me to become who I am and to have the audacity to pursue my dreams and the audacity to bring my quote unquote invisible gifts to the world and say, Hey, here I am, take me or leave me. I'm going to show up my fullest expression of myself and teach other women and men um, what I know about your body, your energy system, your mind, your thoughts, all the things, and hopefully offer them the keys to freedom that I feel I have found for myself um, through doing this work and through the um, pursuit to want to feel better to the, for the, to the pursuit of wanting to feel calm, the pursuit of, you know, I didn't start this work thinking, Oh, I'm going to be this great healer and teacher. I honestly, in the beginning, just wanted to not have a panic attack every day and to be able to drive my kid in the car, you know, a, a block without freaking out. Um, I just wanted to be cool and not have to have to take medication to, to get through the day. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I got there, it was like, that was the jumping off point to like, oh, wow, what else is possible? You know, I didn't even from that, from that platform, I could see all of these other things. And so, you know, every day I just lean in a little bit more and lean in a little bit more and lean in a little bit more. And here we are now we're having this beautiful conversation. And, um, and I feel like I get to um, talk about some of these difficult things in a way that brings empowerment to them and hopefully brings some freedom, some clarity, um, some connections to other people who are listening and maybe saying, oh, wow, I never looked at what happened to me in that way. And maybe that's something that, you know, would help somebody. Mm. Wow. Well, that was fantastic. <laughs> and I <laughs> thank you for being so brave and vulnerable and sharing. Um, you know, I, I didn't know that until you shared that just now. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, isn't it kind of funny almost how like the most painful things are like such catalysts? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I was having not quite a dark night of the soul, but like I had like a very slow burn intro to my awakening. And then I feel like leaving my husband and, and going through that divorce that like, that really just propelled me beyond a point of no return, but just like, it's just almost funny to me that like the most painful things that we go through, those are the things that uh, kind of have th build that foundation. That's our starting point. Um, and like you said, they really are gifts. Um, so yeah, that was, that was great. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. So before I get into kind of my coaching experience with Tammy, um, I feel like I need to talk about how I came to know her in the first place. So we became connected through um, the Inner Bloom podcast group. 
and uh, Tammy would do these lives where she would do her energy readings. And I would like pop in every once in a while and watch. And until I got to a place where I was like, all right, like I need to know, I need to know more about me in this context. And um, so that session was March 19th of this year. And we went through the different elements and, and I learned that my primary um, elements were air and fire and um, just some of the things that still stick out to me now. Um, <laughs> I'm looking back at my journal from where I took notes about this. Um, if it feels like it's for me, it's for me, even if my mind is trying to fuck me over. <laughs> and I, I, I do actively like... If I, if I feel something in my body, despite what my brain says, I'm like, okay, this, the body is, is the way to go. Um, uh, that I need a lot of movement because air and fire both require a lot of movement. Um, I definitely need to hold up that, (laughs) that movement more. Um, let's see. Um, the popcorn thoughts with air just, and that, that is totally my brain. When you describe that to me, I was like, wow, that's the perfect visual for that. Cause like I have thought over here and then that thought's not done. And then another one pops up over here. Um, and then the other thing that was super cool is that we talked about um, like clothing and what, what I wear. And I told you that I wear a lot of black <laughs> and um, you told me very quickly that that was stifling my energy and keeping things from moving and that my neutral color is actual, like a dark Navy blue. And, um, let's see for the, the fire to wear metallics and jewel tones and, um, lightweight clothing for the air. And I like, I just, this was like, unlike anything I've ever heard of before. So I was just so intrigued by this. And after doing that, Um, I definitely wanted to work with you more. So I did (laughs) and, um, signed up for your 12 week one-on-one program. So as I was putting together my notes for today, I was reflecting back on that time with you, um, and what my main takeaways were. And I think first and foremost, you gave me an example of the kind of coach that I want to be. Um, I could always feel that, your practice and your guidance was just very deeply rooted in love and empowerment. There was no judgment. There was no, um, it was very much you helping me get to my own answers. You never told me what to do. Um, you had all kinds of suggestions for things I could try and, um, things that have been helpful for you, but ultimately you empowered me to make my practice my own, uh, make my daily routines, my own. Um, and, uh, I've just had a couple bad experiences with, with coaches and even, even just like things I've heard or seen. Um, but none of those things came from you. So just very much empowerment. Um, and I, I think for me personally, that that's what coaching should be. Coaching is not telling someone what they should do. Coaching is not pointing someone's flaws out. You it's, it's, you help them get to where they need to get without judgment or criticism or um, anything like that. And it's very much a peer to peer. It's a, it's, I've been where you are and now I'm going to, I'm going to help you because I've been there. Um, Not because I'm better than you or not because I have my shit all figured out, but because I know what it's like to be where you are. So that was my first main takeaway. Um, 
but beyond that, there were some specific things that I took away from working with you. Um, first, I think working with you helped me connect with my body and my intuition in, in a deeper way, in a more intentional way. Um, two of the things that you emphasized were breathing breaks and meditation. And um, I'm not I'm not perfect with those even to this day, but I will have okay. Within the past few months, I've had moments where I will catch myself like breathing deeply into my belly. And I'm like, I just did that without even thinking about it. And, and then yeah. I feel better. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's and I, it hasn't even been a year yet. Amanda. I know. Right. And I didn't even realize how shallow my breath was like, yeah. and that I wasn't even stopping. So with that, and then I also um, meditation, like I really just thought it had to be, you sit on the floor with your legs crossed and your eyes closed. But, you know, you told me that meditation, you can meditate while you're doing your dishes and you can meditate while you're going for a walk outside. And um, especially for people with those popcorn thoughts, like it's really hard to sit down (laughs) for even five minutes and, and, and meditate. So I do, I do both. I meditate in other ways, but I also meditate, I guess, in the like traditional way. Um, But I am definitely after working with you much much better at being an observer of my thoughts. Um, I actually had an experience um, in breath. I did a breathwork thing at one of the metaphysical places here. And in the middle of this breathwork thing, I was, I I had some really strong emotions coming up. I had the urge to cry. um, And I, I found myself like, what is this? Where is this coming from? What does this mean? And then like, I just took another deep breath and I stopped for a second. I was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what this is. It doesn't matter where it came from. It's coming up because it wants to get out. So let's just get it out. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. that is not something I would have done <laughs> this time last year. Observing my thoughts at all is not something I would have done this time last year. Um, and one of the things that was really helpful that you told me about meditation is, and I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before, um, watching your thoughts go by like cars and just, just watching them. Don't have to attach to them or get in them or (laughs) make meaning out of them. Just watch them go by. Um, Uh, wow. (laughs) Oh, I'm not even done yet. Um, salt baths. (laughs) I take a salt bath at least once a week now because of working with you. And if I don't like, I feel like shit. So I I have to do it at least once twice is, is even better. Um, but there, so there was also two sayings that I took away from working with you that I now use regularly. I've probably said both of them on the podcast before and correct me if I get them slightly wrong, but the first one is you can't love yourself if you don't love your story. And the second one is your brain will try to fuck you over all day, but your body will never lie to you. Um, (laughs) so let's, let's like unpack those a little bit. You can't, you can't, you can't love yourself if you don't love your story. So what, what does that mean to you? So I, my, you know, I've heard, and and this is how I take it, is that you can't love the person you are today and hate how you got there, right? Mm. Just doesn't happen. Um, in order to accept yourself fully and to really love yourself fully, which is really what those energy readings are, the the spark too. Um, you have to say it's you know it's okay, um, and accept those things and and learn to have. A place of radical acceptance and love for the entire story, 
even if the painful parts are not necessarily something you would have chosen for mm-hmm. yourself, um, but just saying, hey, it is what it is. And this is my story. And I'm going to choose what it means. And I'm going to decide how to use the story because it's mm-hmm. completely our choice. And if anyone pushes back and people sometimes do, and I get it, sometimes the 3D world is very, very um, believable. Mm-hmm. There's a book, um, Viktor Frankl, um, A Man's Search for Meaning. And he, I don't know if you're familiar with the book, but he's a Holocaust survivor. And he loses his entire family, his wife and his his all family. I think only one sister survives. And he talks about his times in the camp and his, his mindset and how he had to get through. And I think to myself, if somebody like that can find the will to live mm-hmm. and a way to get through everyday life, then um, we can certainly figure out a way to get through our our lives today in 2021 in a free country, um, especially. Uh, you know, I can't really speak to what it's like to be on the outside. Obviously, I wouldn't do that. But those of us that are here in, in America, um, to say that we don't have a choice in our perspective and that we can't choose our thoughts is bullshit. And that's why, that's why I do this work, because it triggers a lot of people to hear that. And it's like... <laughs> It's true because you can't hate your body. I'm sorry. You can't hate your story and love who you are. And you can choose the perspective of all the things that happen to you without, without giving it like, what's the word? Like, um, like without giving it, um, accolades necessarily, like just saying, this is who I am. And then the second part of that is that your mind will lie to you all day, but your body never can and never will. So when your mind is saying it's bullshit, you can't choose your thoughts, your body will tell you when you're out of alignment every single time. And if you're choosing a thought that's not in alignment with your subconscious beliefs, your body will tell you, you'll feel a kick in your stomach. You'll feel a knot. You'll feel a chest palpitation. You'll feel the back of your head swell. Like your body will give you physical signs and say, Hey, we're out of alignment here. Most people don't live below their neck. Right. And they live right up here and believe every single thought and attach to every single thought. And if you do that, you have about 60,000 opportunities a day to get fucked. Pretty much because that's about how many thoughts our mind put out on a daily basis. And I don't know the exact percentage, but my estimate is like 90% of them are bullshit because 90% of them are about the future or about something from the past. They're not about the present and they're not truth, capital T, Hmm. right? Your mind is just a thought machine. Like your lungs pump, you know, pump air, your heart pumps blood, your gut digests food, your mind produces thoughts. It's just what it does, Hmm. but you are not your mind. And that's the whole premise of the work really. Yeah. Um, So going, going back to the first statement, I, uh, when I started working with you, I really had just like barely scratched the surface of like inner child work and past self work. Um, And the first few times that I attempted to do that, like I couldn't get a single version of me to show up and talk to me. Like they were all so mad Um, because not only did I ignore them, like I've been, I had been rejecting them. Like, like you said, you can't 
hate your story and love who you are now. And I really, I really had um, a lot of, I guess, resentments um, for those past versions of myself. Uh, even like the little ones, like over here resenting my inner child. But uh, it was a slow process. Uh, but I, I now am at a point where um, either, either they'll show up right away. Like I'll, I'll, I'll have an intention to connect with one of those versions specifically, or if I just kind of leave it general, like who needs to come talk today? <laughs> uh, even if they're reluctant to come forward, I can, like we can work through that and, and I can have that conversation. Um, so there's that. And then as far as your mind lying to you, um, I didn't realize how dissociated I was for my body and how much my mind was really running the show. Um, and I remember you kind of what you were just saying, you were telling me <clears throat> that our, our brains are wired for safety and anything new or outside of our comfort zone feels unsafe. Um, our mind does not like it. They don't, our mind doesn't know that we can try new things and not die. And exactly. <laughs> um, I am now much better at recognizing what is me and what is that ego taking over and um, definitely still have times where that takes over completely. And I, you know, I lose, I lose control of that sometimes still, and that's okay. But uh, I'm definitely much better able to recognize this is not me. This is something else. Um, and not only that, but I, I really am allowing myself to feel whatever I need to feel without judgment, without trying to make sense of it. Um, and I, you know, like that breathwork experience, um, but I, it happens often, maybe even daily, like even just a little something, if it, if it, you know, if I need to like take a few minutes and go cry, then go cry. And then I feel better after, but like, I just spent so much time so constricted, um, and so, so out of touch with what my body was trying to tell me. Um, and I think, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast before or not, but like, I, I believe that this whole healing and, and this whole process most of the time gets worse before it gets better. And you're, you're not getting worse. You're just feeling things that you didn't feel before. <laughs> so it feels like what the fuck is happening? All these things are coming up, all these emotions, but it's you, you crack the lid and now all the things are able to come out. Um, and that's not something I was able to do for sure. Um, and I could spend all day talking about all of the things that I took away from working with you. But there, um, there is one thing I want to touch on specifically before we move on. Um, during our time working together, I was dating someone after leaving my ex-husband. And um, if I had not been working with you, I don't know that I would have been able to get to the place that I got as fast as I got there. Um, and this relationship lasted a few months before that I spent a whole five years with like not learning that lesson <laughs> over and over. <laughs> so the, the fact that I went from five years to a few months is pretty fucking impressive, but, uh, <laughs> huge, huge. um, so I, uh, I want to talk specifically about that morning where I was having that panic attack and you talked me through it. Um, <laughs> But first, I'm going to give a little backstory. So I went to a wedding back in March and uh, I guess out loneliness, <laughs> I decided to download some dating apps. And there's part of me that feels like maybe I wasn't ready for a relationship, 
And there's also part of me that believes that I would not have been able to work through this and figure this out for myself outside of the context of a relationship. Um, and I think both can be true. So, yeah, um, absolutely. so long story short, I started dating this guy. He was great, very supportive, very loving, very attentive. Um, we were able to communicate openly and honestly with each other. Uh, just a very different dynamic from what I experienced in my marriage. And um, I struggled with that. I struggled with receiving his love and his help. Uh, one morning, I thanked him for making the bed. And his response was, you don't have to thank me. Uh, it was something that took me seconds to do. And it made your day a little better. And if that doesn't highlight like how little I accepted for myself, where I was thanking someone for making the bed that they had also slept in. But anyway, <laughs> I started to <laughs> have a full-blown panic attack one morning. Um well, actually, not just even one morning, I was having them pretty often. And um, I would go to bed, I would be totally fine, like go to bed with him here, be totally fine. And then I would wake up the next morning. And I would want nothing to do with him. Like he would just try to show me affection, give me a hug, whatever. And I just wanted to jump out of my skin. And one morning in particular, when this was happening, I reached out to Tammy and told her and um, just walked through what I was experiencing. And all of this was happening while he was in my kitchen making me breakfast, which was like making things worse because I was like, stop doing things for me. It was just, it was a panic attack. And um, I actually went back today and read like the messages that we exchanged and how you help. It was just this process of gathering information, no judgment for what I was feeling. No, you shouldn't be feeling this or the way you're feeling is irrational. It was literally just this back and forth of you helping me figure out what was going on and what was true for me. And at that point, I was still convinced that my inability to make this relationship work was because there was something fundamentally wrong with me. Um, here was this man. He just wanted to love me and care for me. And he, and he liked me for who I was. I didn't have to pretend to be anybody else with him. So why couldn't I just let him love me? <laughs> like, why couldn't I right. do that? And, uh, right. that morning you actually asked me how I felt about him and what came up when I pictured his face after he left. And in that moment, I was really struggling to decide, like, if I was overwhelmed because I wasn't used to being treated well, or if I was staying in a relationship because I didn't staying in a relationship I didn't feel was right for me because I was afraid I wouldn't find that, let alone anything better again. And what I've come to realize is that it was the latter. I It, it wasn't that he had necessarily done anything wrong, but my body was very clearly, very often telling me no, and I was ignoring it. And I was making it mean something about me. And um, so what I've come to realize is that just because someone is offering you something doesn't mean you have to take it. Um, sometimes people are not for you and that doesn't require an explanation. Um, and, you know, I, I started to notice things like he stopped doing the things that he liked to do very shortly into our relationship. Like he used to go to the gym every day. He stopped doing that. Um, it just became all about me. And I think part of that is because I have difficulty receiving and I don't know what it's like to be treated well in a relationship. But I think some of that also, it was just, he was always available to me and for me and stopped doing the things that he liked to do. And um, I'm, I'm actually at a point where I feel like that's not healthy. Like people in a relationship should have their own thing and then have things together. Um, and I, I've realized that I need someone who is as independent as I have become after leaving my marriage. Um, but that 
that exchange and that experience, um, I just haven't had many interactions that are not judgmental in that way where someone's not trying to talk me out of how I feel or tell me that I'm being irrational. And when we were going through that, I was still like, I didn't want to break up with him mostly because I didn't want to hurt him, but I was really trying to talk myself back into staying in this relationship. And not once did you tell me like you saw, you knew what was happening. You could see what was happening, but not once did you try to tell me you let me get there myself. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I, you know, there's something to be said for being an intuitive and being a coach and you were clearly displaying signs of somebody who was beginning to feel her body and now you were like, oh shit, like I'm, I'm not really liking what I'm feeling when I'm with this person and I'm noticing my body feelings. And so to me, I had to, I had to ask the question, like, because you never know, I'm not you and, and, you know, we're exchanging over text. So it's like, there's inflection and I'm, you know, I don't want to lead you down the wrong path, but it's like, Hey, like, it sounds like you're not really in that into this guy, but on paper, he looks good. And so like, if this is a lack mindset, like I'm never going to meet anybody else who I like as much and I have to hold on to this because when it's right, it feels right. And you know, when you're in that love situation, you, know, you never want to be without them. You can't get enough of them. Like you shouldn't be wanting to feel like, oh, get out. <laughs> you know, like that's, yeah. that's the kind of guy like or partner or whatever you hang out with, but you don't get into a serious relationship with them. But he obviously wanted more. And so that's, you were noticing red flags. And so you had to do what you had to do, but you had to get there on your own, you know, and when I, whatever one, when anyone tries to should on your feelings, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you have a responsibility to say no feeling is ever wrong. Your body never lies to you. Remember your mind will lie to you all day, but your body never will. So whatever you're feeling is never wrong. It may be confusing. It may be, you know, out of the blue. It may be, scary it may be shocking like it may be lots of things but it's never wrong it's Mm. your feelings it's your feelings so if you're like I just don't feel it there's never a part of anything that should say well you should feel anything different Mm. ever I don't care if it's about your mom I don't care if it's about your boyfriend I don't care who it's about no feeling is wrong yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's not a concept I was familiar with at all. And I, you know, at that point, yeah. this was like, I think we were almost done with our 12 weeks at that point. So, um, yeah, I that was remember. helpful. I know we were pretty into it at that point. Cause it was like, when you first started coaching, you were really happy about him and making choices with him. And I didn't, I didn't see that coming necessarily in the beginning. It wasn't until several, you know, several sessions in and you had said a couple of things and then, and then the big panic attack and it was like, okay, so, you know, let's, let's see what she really feels. And it's like, just asking those questions, you would come to those realizations. And, and I said to you, listen, if you change, if you, if you, if you say, I don't want to, if I want to take a break and you change your mind, at least then, you know, like Mm -hmm. I took a break and I wanted it back. Like, okay. Like then, then you both know, right. So you, you explore those feelings Um, and just giving yourself permission, like whatever you feel is not it's never wrong. And that comes from, you know, from knowing you, I can say a history of being gaslit, you know, um, by an authority figure in your life, like somebody telling you your feelings are not true, not real, not appropriate, whatever. Um, and maybe that because they were taught that it's not, you know, any, anything different, but now we're learning 
feelings are like so important as far as communicating this whole mind, body, spirit system. The feeling is the thing that get a little soul speak here. The soul is communicating with your body and it's going to come in through the feelings. Um, the thoughts are coming from your brain. <laughs> so it's like, it's, if you want to know what's happening, you got to, you have to feel your body. So no feelings are wrong. You know, no feelings are wrong. And when we lose judgment for our feelings and we just accept what we feel, and then we, then we know the other big truth is that thoughts are optional. Thoughts create feelings. So therefore, if you don't like or you're uncomfortable with something you're feeling, you can feel it, heal it, and then choose a new thought and a new feeling. <laughs> so it's like when you understand the mechanism of how it works, you're never trapped in a feeling. Even mm -hmm. grief, which... You know, I just lost my friend at the end of last year, lost my best friend in 2004. Like I've been through grief. Everyone goes through grief. Grief is necessary and grief is beautiful, but it's not meant to last forever, right? Mm -hmm. You know, pain is inevitable. Suffering is a choice. No feeling is meant to be permanent. No feeling is meant, we're, we're not, not meant to get stuck in a feeling forever. So when we're empowered to know that we should, we can choose to feel the feeling an appropriate amount of time. And we do that by listening to our body and letting it really come all out. And some things like when someone cuts you off in traffic, you're going to be over that hopefully in a few minutes. <laughs> and when your dog dies or you lose a loved one, obviously it's going to be a lot longer that you're going to be feeling those feelings. And there is no appropriate amount of time, but you give yourself the right grace and space based on the severity of the incident, the trigger, whatever it is. But you say, Hey, that person cut me off in traffic. How much of my day do I want to give to this? Hmm. Right. 15 minutes, an hour, two hours. Like it's a choice. And when we realize like I can choose to be pissed off or I can choose to focus on something else and feel something different. And that's like a small like in insignificant example, but you can see like how that can be applied on a scale from any trigger to stay in an emotion is a choice. And usually we stay in an emotion because it's hitting some kind of a subconscious belief about our worthiness or about our um, productivity, you know, fears, guilt, all those things. So whenever we hit some of those things, we get stuck in these patterns of emotion that we find it hard to get out of. And that's when someone comes and says, oh, I have this problem. I can't, you know, I can't get along with my coworker or my husband or something is going on and I just can't get through this. And it's like, because it's coming up against some kind of a subconscious belief that, that is a deeper thing that needs to be healed. And if you ignore that and you just go on, then that's how we get shit lodged in our energy system, which manifests into this physical disease in our body. So to avoid that, you go, oh God, I feel this in my stomach, you know, this knot, you know, for two days now, what is this? And when you start doing the inquiry and you ask your body, it may not be at that exact moment but eventually the answer will come to you and or the clues will start coming to you and you can get to it and then you can you can look at it and then that's everything like once you have it and you can put your eyes on it you can choose from that present moment you know you can have that decision um but it's when we just ignore it and we go oh you know it's no big deal i'll just work more hours and ignore this feeling or i'll just eat some chocolate and ignore this feeling or i'll just smoke this pot and ignore this feeling when we do these um you know, these, um, these crutch methods, you know, these coping mechanisms that we all do, um, that's where we get into, get into trouble, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
the one one thing that I would add to that is having having that interaction with your body and asking yourself, what is this? Um, honestly, a lot of the time when I'm doing that, I'm I'm taking my salt bath and um, <laughs> I'll just notice like little pings of stuff, and I'm like, mm, what what is this? What are you? And I like I'll sit there and have a conversation like with myself, <laughs> whatever. Call me crazy, but uh, yeah. what like and then if once I figure out what it is, I always like to ask like, is there anything else? And sometimes yes. there's there's more there. Or sometimes there's just something else that like I need to know in that moment and that'll come through. But um, like if you had told me a year ago that I would be sitting in the bathtub talking to myself, trying to identify my feelings, like <laughs> I, w- I would have laughed. Um, but I am and it's not, not just in the bath. It's not the only place I do it. But just being able to connect with myself in that way Um is, is such a gift and, and you really got me there. And, and I, in, within the context of that relationship, like, I think that had this been me even a year ago, first of all, I don't think that I would have attracted someone that actually gave a shit about me. But um, I don't think, I think I really would have taken that story that this is something wrong with me. And I would have run with that for like, forever. Um, and just let that really sink in and take over. And I, you know, I think, I think that I, because of working with people like you and and all this work that I've done, I, I am able to like, I'm able to hold space for more than one thing to be true in my life. I could, I could not be ready to be in a relationship yet. And what my body is trying to tell me can also be true. Like it doesn't have to be either or it all, there's space for all of it. That that's the definition I think of multidimensionality. And that's a gift that this work brings. Um, and you can't really, it's hard to say to somebody, Hey, sign up for coaching and you'll be a multidimensional badass too. <laughs> but it's true. Like you begin, when you lose the idea that you are your mind and you are your thoughts and that's where you live and you become this observer of yourself, you truly get to experience all the dimensions of truth. And you can see the old version of you making different choices. You can see the current version of you. And what I teach you is to see the new version of you that you want to become and always let that person make your decisions, right? The mm. future be future Amanda, never past Amanda, maybe present Amanda, but definitely not past Amanda and future Amanda as much as we possibly can, because that's where we're going, right? Mm -hmm. Like you become the multidimensional being that can see all of that because we are outside of time. We are outside of that. We are outside of space. We're outside of reality. So we have that ability and you can make different choices and see, oh shit, this is what would have happened here. That's what would have happened here if I didn't do this. But then, or like you said, hey, I cannot be ready for a relationship, but also be kind of curious about when one is coming and what's going to happen and what's he going to look like and what's going to happen, you know, how's it going to be? And what's he going to, like, is he going to be a good kisser? I'm just, am I going to like his mom and all the things like (laughs) you're allowed, like you're, that's who you are because like, listen, you're Amanda, you live in Virginia, you live in the United States, you live in the, the gal, the Milky way, you live east of the Mississippi. Like there's all these things are true at one time, all these multiple layers of truth. One of them doesn't negate the other, although, one of them may have nothing to do with the other, you know, and, and completely, if you knew one, it wouldn't tell you anything about the other, you know, you mm. could almost completely miss it. It would be like, oh, there's Amanda. She's from the United States, but it would, it would never give the picture of Amanda from West Virginia, you know, so it would be 
a disservice to only look at one facet, right? So when we have the ability to look at the spectrum and choose from that high level, like watch out, right? What can't you do from that level? Because you're always seeing and you're always appreciating where you're where you're at and where you've come from. Because we're on this eternal growth trajectory and we can direct it or we can just let it let it happen and be directed haphazardly by by the energies of the people around us. Mm -hmm. But we're energetic vibrational beings and we can choose to set our vibration and not just ring in accordance to what's happening around us. And that's really the power of what you're what you're doing by choosing your thoughts, choosing what to believe, choosing your feelings, basically. And then magically your thoughts and feelings create your reality which is another whole show topic but that's really the magic of it is what you're experiencing is that you're creating your own reality on the outside because you're choosing your thoughts and you're you're touching you're getting in touch with your body and creating a certain vibrational resonance that you want to create to focus on the things you want to focus on to focus on the things that make you feel good because now you're recognizing well, that feels good in my body versus more hours in the office that feels like shit but we should be putting in the extra hours and making all the extra money at Christmas time, usually, right? No, you should be working on your podcast. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I think something else I would say too is uh, what I've realized you, you were, I've worked with a couple coaches, but I worked with you the longest. Um, I think one thing that I've realized is like, you got to give this time, this shit some time to integrate. Like it's, I think I get frustrated when I see, when I don't see things, like I want things to happen right now and, and see the, the progress right now, but like it takes time, it takes practice. Um, and so that's, that's what I would say to anybody who's considering working with Tammy or working with another coach is like, just have so much patience for yourself because where you're trying to get is, is pretty far from where you are and where you have been. So just like, Give yourself some grace while you go through that. Um, and uh, we were talking earlier, you were going to share some, some stuff about resistance. I think that I, I know, yeah, I, need, I know I need to hear that. I'm sure somebody else does. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because you actually um, did a great opener there when you were talking about impatience and impatience is a form of resistance mm -hmm. because when you want it so fast you create an energy that holds it away from you. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. And instead of the allowing and the accepting of the timing and just taking divine inspired action. And we have this energy of, Oh my God, I have to do it right now. I have to do it right now. And like you said, this work takes time. You know, you've only been doing this work for less than a year and you can see like each, like maybe two or three month that goes by like you have another major up level right imagine what march 2022 is going to look like for you when you hit that year mark it's going to be it's amazing from there it's like really it's huge um so it just takes some time you know but resistance is is the kind of thing that is hand in hand with the personal development journey it's not if resistance shows up it's when and resistance is always going to show up and it's beautiful because it's indication of your growth you know, it's an indication that you're doing something that's making your mind unfucking comfortable or else you would not be resisting it. <laughs> um, and, and resistance is, 
is just something to be aware of and to really learn. And so um, this is kind of a segue into where I'm kind of going with my practice is um, I'm going to be taking the exam this month and doing my final um, certifications to become a certified master of my magic practitioner under Tracy Litt's amazing program for Mind Magic. And Mind Magic with Tammy Litt is going to be offered under my, my new brand of uh, Sacred Philosophy. So I'm so excited to be doing that. And I'll be officially opening the doors for sign up probably in January. And then um, we'll probably kick off the first group cohort sometime in the spring. And it'll also be available as a private one-on-one -on -one coaching situation, kind of like what we did with personal energy mastery, but it will be personal energy mastery with mind magic. And so it will be what you had, but it will be with the extra mind magic framework, which is just unfucking believable. <laughs> um, and I'm so excited to, to bring it into the world. So that being said, you had mentioned resistance in the beginning of the episode. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about the four major types of resistance, because when we're doing this work, like I said, it's not if it's going to show up, it's when. Um, a quick little recap of what resistance is. Resistance comes up anytime that you want to change and your mind and your body want to keep you the same. Um, resistance is your system going, nope, we don't want to change. We need to stay the same. Stop doing whatever you're doing to try to change. <laughs> Whenever you try and change, your system will send you resistance and hope that you will back down and stay the same because your mind has no evidence of you moving outside of that parameter of what it knows you can live inside of. It's just a biological thing. But we talk in my magic about the difference between actual fear, you know, like the man at the end of the alley with a gun, you know, walk down the dark alley and like pretend fear, like, oh my God, if I go live and talk about my, um, my new coaching program, I'm certainly going to die. Like not real fear, right? Or if I go do that speaking gig, I'm surely going to die on the way out the door. Like this is what your mind offers you and very creative and the more intelligent and brilliant you are, the more intelligent and brilliant your little fear um, tricks are. So it's very important to know yourself and to kind of understand what your mind will employ. But we talk about resistance um, and how it comes in all shapes and sizes. And resistance is the first line of defense from your system that you're not going to recognize it as resistance. <laughs> and so you'll go right back into doing what you always have been doing. So it's going to be creative, you know. The four most common types of resistance, um, the four most common types of resistance that are, when we're doing this type of work, this isn't an exhaustive list, uh, but these are the four most common types when people start to do this work. This is one of my favorites, blank brain. You ever have that like, okay, I'm going to sit down and do a new vlog, and then you're like, blank, blank. <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing, right? Blank brain. Um, confusion, confusion. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Where am I? What's happening? <laughs> what day is it? What am I supposed to do first? Um, distraction. This is a very, very easy one with our phones constantly, the emails, the text messages, distraction. There is never a shortage of things asking for your attention at any one time. And if your mind is like, holy shit, I'm really scared of doing this thing. It will find all of these things to distract you with. Probably the number one thing is social media, right? Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And then here's what was happening with you. Number four, also a personal favor of my favorite of my flavor, lack of motivation. <laughs> Otherwise known as I said I was going to do that, but I just didn't. <laughs> and and we there are so many of us that 
fall into this category. And it's not like you don't want to. It's just that your mind becomes like this sneaky little place of like, hey, just wait five more minutes, just another day. One more day is fine. It's fine. You're fine. You're you need really to rest. Today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You deserve another salt bath to it. Take another salt bath, right? <laughs> and it's like our mind starts giving us all this bullshit. And then it's like, and my mind is so funny. It's like, oh, you deserve this. Damn. You deserve this. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I do deserve this. But when it's when it's causing procrastination to do the thing that's gonna move the needle, we have to call bullshit on ourselves. And that usually is where having a coach or a community sometimes can come come into play because as we're typing out this thing why did i say i was going to do this podcast all the time and now i'm not doing it again oh and as you're typing it you're like oh shit it's the resistance <laughs> it's my lack of motivation and so we, we we recognize that when we we're able to do that then we can call bullshit and say here we go i'm not going to be held hostage to this mm-hmm. you know if your mind and your body give get you to believe your resistance, then you're going to stay the same, you know? So it makes it very safe. Um, and then nothing happens when you stay the same, you know, you don't get to make the choices. Um, so blank brain looks like, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know the answer. I don't have the clarity. I can't think of anything. I'm not sure. I think everyone's experienced blank brain. Um, something that you can always ask yourself, this is like a coaching favorite. If you did know, what would the answer be? So when you're Mm -hmm. experiencing blank brain and you're like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. If I did know, what would the answer be? And sometimes when coaches ask us that in coaching, we get a little like, really, (laughs) but it's always, it's a, it's an answer. It's a question that will help you start to move some of the resistance rocks piling up there. I've also heard um, when you say, I don't know, you give your power away. Like you, you do know, but you want to like pull all your friends first or you, when you say, yeah, I don't know, you give your power away. Yeah, absolutely. That's, um, that's certainly not taking radical sovereign responsibility. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, if you choose to believe, what would you do? If you had clarity, would you actually do the thing? Right. If you notice resistance trying to trick you, awareness, right? Awareness. What what am I looking? Am I looking to satiate a self need, or am I putting something off? Right. Mm. And the more creative you are, the more creative your resistance is going to be. Mm. <laughs> you know. So if you're like a, a good writer or very creative, um, confusion. You know, I don't know what, I don't understand what she's saying. I don't understand what she's teaching me. I feel really confused. If you did have clarity, you know, what would you do? If you, if you ask yourself, if I wasn't confused, what would I be doing? Hmm. You know, see what the action is on the other side of it and see if that has something to do with that. That can help you. Because if you had clarity, you would actually do the thing, right? Hmm. And you would change and your mind and your body would lose. The distraction, I have so much to do. I'll watch this next week. I need to do this laundry. My kids really need me right now. This project is more important. 
this is the kind of stuff that it might look and sound like, you know, mm. everything else in the world becomes more important. Shiny object syndrome. I have that for sure. Um, everything else, you know, is ahead of you. So if you choose to make the work a priority, what would happen? How would you change? Right. And that's really what's going on because your mind is like, if we make the work a priority, we're going to change, mm. you know, you would then do the thing. You would change and your mind and your body would lose. So lack of motivation, lack of desire. I don't feel like it anymore. I don't think I want to do this anymore. I was jazzed at first, but now I feel like, right? That's what it looks and sounds like. Lack of desire. If you choose to do it, regardless of how you feel about it, what would happen, right? Because if we always wait till we feel like doing something, are we going to do all the things we need to do, right? No. <laughs> no. So ask yourself, like, okay, I don't feel like doing this now. But if I did feel like doing it and I did do it, what would happen? Mm. Right? Would I get a new client? Would I possibly get a new gig? Would I get my items out in a different store? You would do the thing. Mm. And you would change and your mind and your body would lose. So give yourself permission to notice and overcome your resistance so that you can take action as the next level of yourself. And that, I think, kind of ends the four, the four levels of resistance from the mind magic perspective. You know, then the, the next message goes into how to leverage our feelings to when we're feeling resistance, we think about the things that we're moving towards and we just shift our focus, which mm -hmm. is another, another part of the work. But that just gives you a little taste of how we look at resistance from the lens of this work and how we deal with it. Because when it shows up, it's not like, oh, shit, I'm resisting again. I suck. Like, that is not going to get you where you want to go. Um, it's like, oh, shit, I'm resisting again. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. What am I resisting doing? What is this resistance flavor? What is the action that I'm resisting doing? And what is the perceived success on the other side of that action that's scaring the shit out of me? Mm. Right. And I'm looking at it like that. If you show up and do the podcast and record episodes and put them out and you're invisible, then what happens? Oh, then I would have to be perceived, Tammy. Right. And then maybe people <laughs> might start calling you and saying, Amanda, I want to do your show. Amanda, I want to do your show. And you might have to take time off work to record your show, right? Oh. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, a pro a practice of giving up control, um, especially with that with that perception piece, like not worrying about uh, like when we when I first started doing this, when I first started doing it with my sister, I would when I would edit the episodes, I would listen to every single one. And now I'm at the point where I kind of know where I need to go in. But like, I would listen to how I sounded and what I said and how many times I said like and whatever, like, and I was like, I don't have time for this shit. Like, this is just too much. So I'm really, it's, you know, I'm getting better at it one day at a time, one step at a time, um, giving up control, needing to control how other people see me and perceive me. Because at the end of the day, like, there's nothing I can do about that. I can't, can't control anybody else but me. Um, no. And the more authentic you are, the more you are going to attract the people that are your tribe and that want to be in your sphere, mm -hmm. the more you can be your authentic self. And this is really the true, the true way for us to build wealth and for us to build our businesses, because 
only you can attract the way that you are going to attract. Mm -hmm. You are Amanda. You are special. Everybody has their own blueprint. And the more naked and, and raw you can be and just let your own freak flag out and show people who you are you attract the right people when we try to be something we're not and hide those things we a don't attract the right people to us and we don't do ourselves the service you know we're hiding our gifts so the more authentic you can be the 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 faster your people are going to find you it's so funny that you say that because my I, I was feeling a little nauseous. I don't think it had anything to do with like the episode. I was just feeling nauseous before this episode. So I made myself some ginger tea and on my tea, it says the world needs your unique gifts. Don't leave them still inside you. Don't leave with them still inside of you. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's perfect. For this episode. Yeah. You don't, you don't get to the end of the road. Right. And yeah. say, oh shit, look what I could have did, you know? Yeah. And you miss out on it because at the end of the day, and here's my new favorite quote, right? That I, that I'm, I'm really passionate about. I'm not here to go to the grave with some perfect body, right? Mm-hmm. I'm here to ascend perfectly embodied, my mind, my body, and my spirit. And so, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna do that, I gotta play full out. I gotta rip the mask off, and I gotta be me. And if someone's not gonna like me, cool. Love and light. Enjoy the journey. No big deal. Yep. That's okay. I'm not pizza, as my mentor says, Tracy, mm-hmm. right? She says, I'm not pizza. Everybody loves pizza, but I'm not pizza. <laughs> and not everyone's going to love me. But the right people who are ready for this work and resonate with my message and resonate with my story, they are going to be so glad that I'm showing up. And they're going to be so glad that you're showing up because they're just waiting for you. And when you start thinking about all the people that you're not serving by hiding, mm. it starts to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if I wouldn't have shown up, where would Amanda be, right? Who knows if you would have found another coach that you liked. I mean, I'm sure you would have. But, like, here we are. We have this amazing connection. We've had this great experience. You know, you've empowered me to be a, a teacher and a, a healer and a coach. And, and you've given me that platform to even do that, you know, because when you decide, hey, I want to teach, then you got to hope people show up and want, and want you to <laughs> want you to teach them, right? So when people do that and you make an invitation and they say, okay, I'll work with you, that's a really special thing. Mm-hmm. And and the, the honor of that is never lost on me. And I don't think I'll ever lose that amazing feeling where it's like, wow, this person chose me to be a part of their story and a part of their journey. Mm-hmm. And what a big fucking deal that is and how special that is. Because like you said, it's not about being better. It's about, hey, I went through that mud and I know how to get around it. Hold my hand. I'll help you through. You know, just like I'm holding the hands of the people who went through the mud that I've gone through you know, ahead of me. And and I'm grateful for that. But that's the whole message of this new collective of humanity is that we're not going to get anywhere singular anymore. We're only going to get where we need to go when we come together and when we join in and when we work in fluid harmony together as a collective, you know, that's when we're really going to make the exponential jumps and up levels. And I think we're doing that. I think 2022 is going to show to be one of the biggest years for personal growth and development. Mm. One of the biggest years for spirituality. I think we're going to see a lot of religious truths and dogma um, come out. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of um, new thinking and some new um, 
energy infused in that whole space and it's going to be wonderful and women really stepping into their power and living their fullest expression and a lot more women with a lot more abundance and ability to serve and make a difference which is what this world really needs is a lot more embodied conscious women with a lot more money so that they can be putting their money um, into the things that they want to see in this world to be changed and i i hope to be one of them and i hope to empower tons and tons of them you know with me Mm. I love that. Okay. So I started, um, with my last guest, Brittany, uh, doing this kind of rapid fire round of questions. Um, but before I do that though, uh, I would really love to hear kind of from your perspective. I've, I've talked about how, what it was like to work with you and what I took away from that. Um, but I would love to hear from you, like what that experience was like working with me and kind of what you took away from that. Oh, amazing. I love the, uh, the switch of the <laughs> roles there. Um, and you did such a great job explaining. I hope I can do such a good job explaining what it was like from my perspective. But from my perspective, as somebody who is somewhat newer to, you know, opening up the invitations and saying, work with me, um, you were one of the first people that I coached that I don't know in my mm. real life. You know, many of the people that were coming to me, I know, and they know me. And it was like, oh, yeah, Tammy's coaching. So you were one of the first that was like from a, a place I didn't know in a group that I, and I only knew you from social media. And I wasn't sure really what to expect or how we were going to click or get along. But I just trust that like, hey, the universe brings her to me for a reason. So, okay. Um, and I loved our energy reading and the energy reading. It was, I definitely felt connected to you and saw like a younger version of myself in you. And it was an interesting um, reflection because it showed me a lot of my growth over those, you know, that decade of my life, like where I was tight and constricted and, you know, not living in my expressive authenticity in any um, means and very, you know, emotionally traumatized. Um, And it was like, wow, look how far I've come and I do have a lot to offer people. So it's, it's a reflection of a place in time that the coach was, let's say, right. And then they go, wow, okay, that I do see myself there. And because you forget, you know, you can kind of, it like starts to lose its vibrancy, you know, Mm -hmm. where you were 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Um, So that was a beautiful reflection. And then seeing you um, be kind of um, trepidatious in expressing emotion. And I remember when we first started doing the breathing and I was like, okay, you're going to breathe. And you were like, (laughs) you were just like okay I'll try it but I don't know um, about this breathing stuff and you know I was like I don't know if she's gonna do this okay but hopefully she will you know what she will and and like every week it was like I could see you making improvements I could see you making improvements and it's a it's amazing like it's like you're a human being, you know, and I'm seeing improvements and I'm seeing you. Then like we were doing a session and you started like tearing up a little bit and crying and I was like, oh, emotion. Like that's like <laughs> such a big, beautiful thing for a coach to elicit an emotion and somebody who we know is not living below their neck at all, mm-hmm. you know, because we recognize our own self having not lived below our neck. And then like watching you crack open so beautifully up until that point where you decided like, hey, is this relationship for me? I feel like that was really your big pinnacle moment Mm. with us that you were like really like 
wow, I feel this incongruency and I got to do something with it. And that's what I have just been trying to show you. Like, here's your mind, here's your body. And here's how you tell when they're not jiving with each other. <laughs> and mm -hmm. here's what to do about it, you know, and it's going to look different for everybody. So you just give the signs and you were like, Hey, I noticed this thing. And even though I really like this guy and he's great on paper. And I know I said, he was like this big, this big, amazing thing. I really don't want him. And I feel like a dick because I don't want to hurt his feelings. And I was like, like, so what are you going to marry him? Just didn't want to hurt his feelings. Like what's happening? <laughs> like, no, you know? And like, so you had this beautiful realization and you got it so quick. And then I was like, yes. Like that for me was a moment of like, oh, I must be, I must be teaching her well because she got it and you got it so quickly, like that little interaction. And then I think the next session you were like, that's it. I think I separated from him. And how do you feel about it? And you were like relieved. And I was like, oh, good. Cause like, you know, you never know if you're coaching somebody and then they're going to say, Hey, like, I, I didn't think that I was pretty confident that I was onto the right thing, but I didn't know if you were going to say, Oh, I really miss him. And I don't know what I was thinking. And, and I was like, Oh, good. We were onto the right, you know, so that was a good validation that um, my instincts were, were spot on with that. Um, because as a coach, I never, and, and I'm taught and I, and I feel like you never want to lead anybody to do anything. I purely want to ask you questions so that you can discover how you feel and what the feeling in your body is trying to communicate with you for whatever, whatever it is. And it's never a sure thing. It's your feeling. I don't know. I'm, I'm coaching you. So it's like, you don't want to plant thoughts in your, someone's mind. You don't want to make a suggestive statement. So you want to really come off very objective and just kind of like neutral and give you that space, that safe space to just be yourself, feel the feeling no judgment and look at it objectively and then really see what it means for you, you know, which not, is not always something that you can do very quickly, but it starts, it starts to come, you know? And so to have that experience with you of being able to guide you in a way without planting a thought. Mm. And then for me, intuitively, I kind of knew where it was going and I was really careful not to project, but it was a nice confirmation on the other side and then seeing your growth with your family and speaking your truth and experiencing, you know, holidays and things like that. Like that's how my journey started out, you know, with my own dysfunctional family, like being able to have holidays in a certain way, being able to have certain communication with certain family members without me being completely triggered and, you know, traumatized by it. And then watching you have those experiences it was like, wow, she's really on the way here. Like, this is going to be such a beautiful journey for her. Like she's like, she's got it. And I'm, I'm not worried about you at all. I know you're going to be great. And I know you're going to have your own career coaching and doing and healing and doing all the things because you have that magical vibe. And now I think you're starting to see it, you know, and you're starting to feel it and you're starting to wear clothes that feel good on your body and your body <laughs> is like, yay, she's paying attention to me. This is so good. Right. So it's like, it, it never gets old to see that growth and somebody that you've had a little hand in their, in their journey. So I really, as I'm becoming this coach, like I look, I guess, back and I think of all the mentors and coaches that I've had and what it must be like, you know, on the other side to see when your, your clients are doing big things. So it's a beautiful, beautiful cycle. Well, thank you. That was, that was awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, all right. You ready for these questions? Yeah, I'll bring them on. <laughs> All right. So the first one is what is the most difficult lesson you've had to learn or may still be learning on your healing journey? 
Oh boy. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is that not everybody wants to heal. Mm. And that's something that as a healer, um, sometimes it's hard for me to swallow, but I am learning. Mm. Um, what has been the most helpful tool for you throughout this journey, whether it's like a healing modality or a book or podcast or some other resource? Um, Probably the breathing, I would mm. say, because I was so anxiety ridden and my nervous system was so jacked up. Um, the breathing has been probably the most, the biggest thing, if I had to put a, a measure on it. Um, what is a message that you feel called to share with your inner child today? Oh, with my inner child. Um, so my inner child, I would tell her, everybody likes to play with you. And everybody wants to hear what you have to say. And it's okay for you to be the teacher this time around. Mm, I love that. Um, what is a message that you feel shared to call with the version of you that existed this time last year? Um, this time last year, I had just started doing readings and I was only maybe a month into them. And um, I was feeling fear and resistance, definitely. And obviously with the pandemic, there was other layers of that that were, you know, being worked through. And um, I would say just hang on. Shit's going to get really bumpy. 2021 kind of turned to 2020 and said, hold my beer <laughs> for me. Didn't it though? <laughs> um, yeah. And so um, I would say just hold on because you're going to be okay. It's going to be um, a, a rough ride sometimes, but you're going to be okay. And there's going to be so many magical moments along the way peppered into some of the, the scariness mm. and it's all going to work out. All right. Last one. What would you say to someone at the beginning of this journey who's feeling very lost and unsure of themselves? Um, I would say everybody feels that way. I would say um, we're not meant to go through this alone and that when you're feeling that way, it's because you're feeling disconnected from your higher self. And the one thing that this journey will do at some point is bring you in connection with that higher self. And so doing this work will ensure that you never feel or you never have to feel lonely again if you don't choose to. Mm. So it can it can be a path of solace if you want one. That's fine, no judgment. But if you're feeling disconnected and lonely, then there really is no other answer in my mind than doing personal development work. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right, so where can people find you? How can people work with you? What have you got going on? Um, so besides hanging out on the beach and just enjoying the waves and the sun, because that's where all the prana lives, right? Um, you can find me as of Thanksgiving Day. My business got its new name, so I'm happy to to share uh, Sacred Philosophies is the new name of my business. Um, the previous iteration was NoVacancies.us, which really started out as a blog, and it's going to live as a blog, and I'm going to keep the NoVacancies.us as the blog, but we are going to migrate everything over to the new site. So right now, NoVacancies.us will get you where you need to go, but in the future, it will be sacredphilosophies.com. Um, you can always find me at my email address, which is TammyLip at Gmail, and that's T-A-M-M-I. 
L-I-P-P at gmail.com. That goes right to me and anyone can always email me um, if they can't find me any other way. All right. And uh, you have this new program coming, right? Yes. Oh, yes. And I forgot to mention, if you're interested, you can join my free group on Facebook. It's Sacred Philosophies with Tammy. It's a private group on Facebook, free to join. You can get in there. I do card polls and coaching from time to time and share lots of wisdom on a daily basis with everybody. It's a really great spiritual group of people. Um, and yes, the um, new program I'm doing in my intuitive energy readings, they're available right now. You can book them through novacancies.us. It's a one hour reading. It's $99. Um, next year, the price will probably go up on that. So it's a good time to book that if someone's thinking of doing it. Now's a great time. We do card polls and I give you intuitive energy guidance. I read your energy type if you don't know it already. Um, we can do energy hygiene coaching. We can talk about your chakras, all that good stuff. Um, and then next year, officially, I'll be certified so I can teach mind magic. And we're going to be adding that to the personal energy mastery program. So it'll be personal, personal energy mastery featuring mind magic with Tammy. And that will open for enrollment in January. Um, for individual private sessions, as well as for group sessions. And then I'll also be offering pranic healing, which are energy sessions. I know we didn't talk a little, a little bit about that, but that's also going to be under the umbrella of sacred philosophy. So um, pranic healing is kind of like Reiki, um, difference energy medicine. And so that's something separate, separate modality that I'll also be offering um, kind of hand in hand. So we're doing somatic, we're doing mind, kind of a whole system. And then I'm assuming that, you know, in the future, there'll be other things that we pick up. So that's kind of why I wanted like something broad, because this is really a, a practice that we have a lot of, um, we're tasting a lot of different things and bringing mm -hmm. in a lot of different modalities and using, because everyone's different. So different combinations of different things are going to work for different people. But the basis of the mindset work is really what makes the magic, mind magic. And that's always going to be um, the heart of everything. Awesome. That, so I will be sure to put all of that, all your information in the show notes so that people can connect with you um, and work with you. I cannot recommend it enough. And thank you so much for being a guest today. This was so much fun. Oh my gosh, so much fun. I would be back anytime you ask me. I love that rapid fire. That's fun. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, everybody. Well, I will see you next time, probably with a solo episode. Have a good week. Thank you.